welcome to this episode of Safe Home for struggling teens and their families finding their healing path. I am Joy, a teen recovering from substance use, suicidal ideation, depression, and anxiety. And I'm Joy's mom, Beth, and I am walking beside him as he works hard for his recovery while I work hard on my own personal growth and healing. We have created this podcast to transform the pain we've endured over the last several years into helping other troubled teens and their loved ones. We want to share what we've learned, what we've seen, what has worked, and what hasn't. We are not experts in anything except our own stories, and we encourage you to seek out professional help if you are struggling. We have a list of resources in the description. Please note that this episode contains some swear words, descriptions of drug use, and mentions of suicide attempts and may not be appropriate for sensitive listeners or younger children. We want to make sure everyone knows that this podcast is not glorifying or endorsing illegal activity or substance use. This podcast is for educational, prevention, mitigation, and harm reduction purposes. We are in the middle of a series where each episode we're talking about a different drug or a drug class. In episode two, we started with cough medicine and other over-the-counter medicines, that uh, kids are abusing. In episode three, we talked about cannabis and uh, vaping. In episode four, we talked about nicotine and more vaping. And episode five, what we're in right now, we are going to delve into the very large topic of psychedelics, something which Joey knows a great deal about. (laughs) So Joey, why don't you just start by naming all the different kinds of psychedelics that are out there right now for people to use. Okay, so um, mushrooms, uh, which have psilocybin in them. So that's the active compound which gets you high is the psilocybin. LSD, uh, which is lysergic acid diethylamide. That's the active chemical that's getting you high. Um, There's peyote. um, That's a cactus. And that has mescaline in it. There's DMT, which is a uh, dimethyltryptamine, which uh, that's the psychoactive uh, in, uh, compound in it. Ayahuasca, which is DMT. Uh, oh, oh yeah. DMT is an extract from the ayahuasca plant? Or is ayahuasca a brew, huh? Ayahuasca is a brew and it contains DMT in it. Oh. That's what ayahuasca is known for. Like, that's why it gives you that. Experience uh, okay. is because it's DMT. Okay, so ayahuasca is the brew. DMT is the chemical compound from whatever plant it derives from, and then yes, but people put it into a little. Um, well, we'll find out how they deliver it to you, but you're not taking it as a brew. Yes, you are. And DMT, you are. Oh well, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, you, are, you take a as a brew. Yeah. And DMT, you take not as a brew. They just have extracted that. Yes. yes. Substance, the active substance. Yeah. There's other um, compounds out there which are psychedelics, um, which are da- more dangerous. So, um, like N-bomb, which is like it's a chemical. It's not called N-bomb, but it's pe- what people lace LSD with, and it is oh. way more potent than a normal LSD, and it kills you. It gives you like like a heart attack. Oh my God, that's terrible. And how do you spell N-bomb. this? N-bomb. Oh, N, like hyphen B-O-M-B, yeah. N-bomb. Oh, great. Okay, that sounds terrible. Okay, so we probably will go into all the uh, different methods of taking it, but first I want to just talk about why do people take psychedelics? I had no idea kids would be using this stuff. I thought it's what hippies used and it kind of was passe. But yeah. um, 
and I know that it's being used for therapeutic purposes, which I'm very excited about. I'm kind of mixed about psychedelics because I've read quite a bit about therapeutic psychedelics or the therapeutic use of psychedelics, and I have very um, great hopes for that, for helping people with addictions and depression, anxiety, and PTSD. But they almost killed you many times. So, <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't using it you in a therapeutic using it in a way. Therapeutic way, right? So we're going to ed- educate people about, you know, these are dangerous or, or potent, not dangerous necessarily, but potent, potentially potent. Da- dangerous, potentially dangerous substances, which, without um, knowledge of and without care, you can very much uh, destroy your mental mental side of your brain and like. Yeah body and stuff and done with care and under certain circumstances with the expert can very much heal it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's it's very powerful so uh why do people use them what's the benefit of using psychedelics well for um people that are doing it therapeutically it can um show you it can open your eyes to the traumas that you've been through and it, give, it allows you to revisit them and uh, experience them again so you can process it again in a different state of mind than you were then. Okay. So that's how I see it. Um, when I uh, usually, when the last time I did it therapeutically, that's what I did. I re-experienced a, tra- a traumatic um, experience and I l- taught myself or used my brain it's aged more, and I've I used my experiences that I've gone through in past trips to re-understand my traumas now. Okay, and for those that have never used psychedelics or have been around this world, what is a trip? A trip is you have to like have experienced psychedelics to understand that word because like it's like a trip, like you've you the um. I can exp- like an- another analogy is like going to war. Mm. If you're um, not like doing it therapeutically, uh, it's like you're going into like this intense twelve-hour um, trip that can show you dark things, maybe very dark things, but also can share show you really good things, maybe funny things. But it's it's a trip. Because you're 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 traveling through your consciousness, your psyche, and it's bringing it to your reality. I've heard it sometimes called a journey. Yes, a journey is probably like the best way to call it, mm-hmm. like a psychedelic journey, mm-hmm. is because most people don't understand this. But with psychedelics like LSD and mushrooms, you actually can experience DMT-like visions because when you close your eyes because a lot of people when they're tripping on psychedelics they're just up and around using it recreationally oh right party at a party or a concert or something they're getting the uh, they're bringing it to their reality instead Uh of traveling to the true reality which is in their conscious okay so the trip ideally if done in a therapeutic or a ceremonial kind of sense you go somewhere else yes but a lot of people socially they bring the trip to them where they're at and kind of enhance whatever they're experiencing exactly it it open what the chemical the chemicals usually do is um with in neuroscience and stuff they show that 
your um, brain is more active in certain spots. So mm -hmm. then that's what's happening is you're perceiving things a little more enhanced, like light, mm -hmm. um, touch. All your senses are going to be enhanced mm -hmm. when you're under the influence. I've seen, you know, anytime you see psychedelic artwork or, or imagery or videos, it's always like that kind of a kaleidoscopic, yes. very, very colorful. Is that what you see in your eyes when you're on a journey? Yes, that's a that's the perception of it in this reality. But uh -huh. um, when you're um, under the influence, it feels so real that it's almost um, comfortable. It's very um, not comfortable, but it's familiar. familiar. It's familiar. very familiar. It's like going home. Oh, it's like going home. And w when you see those visions, it's not like you're seeing it from a first person point of view you're in if you do reach a point you do see it from the all knowing point of view mm. that's if you really journey and then you get to a point where you can understand that you're not the only you're not the center of the universe right that's what a lot of songs in the 60s were about right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all one and yes that's peace, love that's the idea you get one under the influence of that but it really is true that we are all one within this universe because we did come from one small plasma ball that yeah. exploded into mm -hmm. millions of billions of unlimited space mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we all came from one point mm -hmm. and that's what i've seen in my experiences um but it's a traumatic thing going back to what you first were saying it's not something ever everyone should do so why someone does this is to escape from reality yeah yeah so um kind of the same thing and by the way cannabis is a psychedelic or psychoactive it's psychedelic it it's, is psychedelic it's okay so cannabis is considered a psychedelic and so people we were talking in that episode about how people just want to escape whatever the pain they're in yes. take me somewhere else it, and it was psychedelics a more potent psychedelic mm -hmm. compared to cannabis mm -hmm. So um, you're actually changing your reality. Mm -hmm. So it's more, you can either, it could be more comfortable or 10 times more terrifying. Yeah. That's what a um, quote unquote bad trip is, is this, your trauma being brought to the forefront. Yeah. And if you don't have a guide there with you or yeah. some, somebody protecting you or keeping you safe. That's when you jump off buildings mm -hmm. and walk in front of trains and stuff. That's, yeah. I've experienced that like firsthand with one of my friends being lit, like hospitalized. Really? What yeah. happened? Well, I had a sheet of acid. I was selling it and um, I took it all to myself and gave one tab to my friend. And he just won or, or one or four, I believe he asked for. I don't remember one or four tabs and tabs is acid. It comes on a little ta paper tab. He lost himself completely. He, we had to call the ambu like oh. cops. He tried to kill me. Um, yeah, he, oh my God. we had to, we tried to um, incapacitate him, but he didn't, wouldn't go down. So um, he overpowered had, you. Cause uh, yeah, we had three people. It was like a party or something. Uh -huh. It was just a little kickback, but um, <laughs> it, he lost. Very kickback. <laughs> it was not a kickback it was uh very terrifying uh he was screaming at the top of his lungs we woke up the whole neighborhood um <gasps> we had to call the uh we had to call 911 uh nothing bad happened uh he woke up the next day and said what the heck happened wow that's 
That's terrifying. Absolutely. And so you took way more than he did. I took like 20. And he took one. One or four. One or four. And then, but was it his first time taking it? No. No. Just all of a sudden, just that one trip well, the, was. The first time it was a low dose. It was a lower dose. I was with him the first time he took it. Oh, okay. But then I don't, I, I really don't know what, what was happening in his mind, but he, he lost himself to a point where he didn't know what reality was. Wow. So if you didn't have a couple other people there with oh, I, you. I could have died. He was, he was bigger than me. <sighs> and he, he was saying like, don't kill me because in that state of mind, you're, you're in your reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. So it's essentially survival. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to just calm him down mm-hmm. and he was feeling a lot of distress. Mm-hmm. And I bel- I don't know what was really going on. I, I can't tell you what was going on through his head, but um, it was just scared, I think. And the next morning he woke up and remembered how much of that? Like zero. He said he was like in this fractal world. That, but he was up and around. It's like a blackout. So he looked like he was walking around and could think normally, but... No, he, was, he you know he was not thinking Oh, normally. you could tell he was not thinking normally because yeah. he was uh, screaming and... Yeah, he was um, very much in a bad trip. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This sounds... So we found out the reasons that it's dangerous to use these drugs. Yeah. Holy cow. And how reliable is the, the drugs that you get? I don't oh, you, you can die instantly from... Um, street drugs like that yeah because like i said it can be laced with anything Anything. you have no idea what you're getting unless you test kit it oh okay you can get a test kit that like has um a compound Mm -hmm. which actually shows Mm -hmm. if it's pure acid oh okay or um lysergic acid diethylamide the lsd yeah and if you wanted to get the drug not from the street is there anywhere you can get it it's a schedule one so you can't get it at this point so, uh, super dangerous because anytime you get one of these substances, you, you have no know, idea what you're getting. You don't know what you're getting. What about if you go to Peru and take a brew of ayahuasca? You still don't know what you're getting, but if you watch them cut the root and then they boil it in front of you, then you're like, oh, okay, it's natural. Okay, so that's, that's better. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the street drugs and the little, um, on those little papers, what do you call those? Tabs. Tabs. Yeah. Are they like those little candies, the dots candies no, that they used no, to be? No, no, not like that. <laughs> you know blotter paper? Blotter paper. That's what that is. Is that what they call it? Or is no, that a that's thing? what, do you, do you not know what blotter paper is? What is that for? It's like those artwork papers that like have all those like little like cutouts so you can like take like a thousand or like uh, about a thousand little squares off. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. Yeah. It's like that. It's, that's what. Like acid comes on. And it comes in a little tiny circular. Square. square oh, square. Okay. Yeah. And you put it on your tongue? Yes. Okay. So this is LSD. This is LSD. Yes. And that's the only one that comes like that? Um, You can actually get, um, I think, mescaline and psilocybin because you can take psilocybin out of a mushroom and like concentrate it and you can concentrate mescaline you can concentrate dmt so you can put anything i think dmt you have to um activate okay but lsd's um peyote and uh mescaline and um lsd and those all are activated orally okay so once it gets into your spit it it gets or into your your, uh into your bloodstream into your bloodstream okay then you're you're ready to go yeah okay 
Um, and so mushrooms, how do you use mushrooms? You just eat them. You or, just eat them. Or put them in a tea. Eat them, put them in a tea. Yeah. Okay. You can't. Um, people think you can smoke LSD. You can't. Okay. Because, we don't smoke that. Okay. No, because uh, you can smoke PCP. That's oh. what they have on the cigarettes. That's not a psychedelic though? No, that's a, a disassociative, I think. Oh, okay. okay. It's like borderline disassociative psychedelic. Okay, it's kind of a middle ground. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. How do you use DMT? How does that come? Well, the street way of using it? Okay, um, you can you vaporize it. Okay, so, so you heat it up somehow in, in some sort of vaporizer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you could use it in a vape pen. Yes, you can. Which they use. actually sell those. It is cartridge, like DMT vape cartridges. Okay. And I don't know if you know this, but every single medical and addiction specialist I've told about DMT... Have no idea. Have no idea what it is. Yeah. Like, what? It's one of... You know, it's like literally the most potent drug ever. Tell us how it compares to LSD. You black out completely and transform your realities. And it's quick, right? It's like a... 15 minutes, but you can be in there for years. Right. So in Earth time... Time, you're time, time distortion is very, very prevalent with DMT. So it's a super strong hit that lasts a short time. Yes. And LSD is a medium strong... It's, well, it depends, depends on, how, on how much you take. But and it can how last, sensitive. How long does LSD last? Usually 12 hours. 12 hours. So you better clear your calendar, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh yes. lordy! And if you, it would make you like up all night, I suppose. It, you can't sleep on uh, psychedelics. You can't sleep. No. Okay, it wouldn't allow you to sleep. Wow! All right, and I bet people do a lot of uh, strange and unusual and unpredictable things besides like dangerous things. But they, yeah, no, because your sense, your sensations are um, different, and you're uh, you're feeling different things in your body. It's a, it's affecting your nervous system your mind and it's really affecting your whole body which most drugs do but mm -hmm. it is different and psychedelics are different from um like heroin like opiates and benzos they're completely different it's that's why they're they have potential for um research and healing because they're not something that completely just numbs you out it doesn't numb you it makes you more alive really yeah, it, but in a different reality yes that's not only in the, it shows you what this reality truly is and the different realities okay. there are okay and uh that's kind of where you had mental health issues yes why don't you go into that a i'll bit? go into that right now is the the fact that i realized that all is one and there's no such thing as death. Like, that's what my, I believe. That's what it showed me. I didn't, I wasn't afraid of death anymore. So I could shoot myself and just, in my mind, I was going to just relive my life. Uh-huh. And come back around again. Come back around. It, it's just a very scary thought to not be afraid of death at a sensitive age like that when you're supposed to be afraid of death and yes. you don't want to be you don't want to die yeah and it's i i just it, it made me so not afraid of death that i attempted death mm -hmm. because I, I was so interested on what 
feeling would be like. And that's where those realities can take you to a point in this reality that may be very dangerous for you. Mm-hmm. Are are you willing to tell us about your suicide attempts or no? Yeah, I um yeah, it, we're going to be talking about some pretty explicit suicide uh, suicidal yes. uh, attempts. So, uh, if you're sensitive or if this is triggering for you, uh you might want to fast forward a ways or just skip this episode. Yes. Um my first attempt was actually trying to hang myself. Um I tried to hang myself in my closet. Um I got to the point where I was I I didn't try and break my neck hang myself. I just tried to suffocate myself. Mm. But I had the opportunity to undo the rope. Mm. But I got to the point of very like I was under the influence of some stuff too, mm-hmm. but I was feeling a lot of just energy and pain that I realized that I can't do it. So what stopped me from most of my attempts is the pain mm. is the pain and s- that I, I hate pain <laughs> i don't like pain at all so so that kind of uh, that instinct savior. of uh pain and saved trying me. to avoid pain saved your life exactly okay thank god yeah. how many uh times did you try to hang yourself multiple times probably like eight times oh. but every time it came to that point of that pain and i just couldn't do it Mm. yeah so it's actually good that i have fear of pain because mm-hmm. if you don't it, i don't know if mm. I, I would be here and the last time is when you told your friend at school yeah that you had just tried that like that morning or something yeah like, that morning before school mm-hmm. and then you told your friend who was a very good friend that took you to the nurse yeah and what did they do there i don't remember oh was that a day of blur that day was just i just wanted to die that whole day yeah yeah. yeah, that was February 7th, 2019. That's the day I got the call um, from your dad saying that he said, Beth, Joey's okay, but he tried to kill himself. Uh, and I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing. I'm like, what, what, what? Oh my God. And it came out of nowhere. I didn't know you were doing drugs at all. Um, I thought everything was going fine, just regular old teenage stuff. So that was a rough a rough introduction and um you had some really rough days you got hospitalized that day, that day. it took a long and time I, but we got you in the hospital i was i remember that day actually i was crying I just the whole time at that table i just remember crying uh, the one you were able to visit oh when i visit yeah i was just crying I and you were just saying i don't want to be here um this i think i don't even remember i think i said like I don't know what I was saying. I just remember I don't want to be here. Yeah, I want to be dead. I want to die. Yeah. I was so scared. But uh, a friend of mine who'd worked in the hospital before, a mental hospital, said that's the safest place you could be and uh, much safer than at my house yes. where there's all sorts of things you could do yourself in with. I mean, they check... Every, we'll have a whole episode about hospitalizations, yeah. but they check the seams of your clothing. I mean, they they are pretty thorough about they checking to thorough. make sure there's no uh, things to hurt yourself or to... Uh, bring in drugs or whatever yeah so but your will to live was like zero zero it zero. was at zero and that was all because of the idea that i was not afraid of death and i wanted to die and yeah. i wanted that experience and it, it wasn't it, it probably was underlying depression and um 
mm-hmm. trauma, mm-hmm. which um, I, I believe that's mm-hmm. what it is, but that amplified that. Yeah, because you're, you're in pain from the trauma when it probably hadn't been addressed yet. Yeah. And so you have this existential pain, identity crisis, people bullying you at school, like life sucks. Yes. And you have these glimpses of Beauty. this better world yes. on the other side. And you're like, I want to go there now. Yes. That's <sighs> the scariest thing as a parent, I would think. Oh, is like, it was terrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, it's terrifying. So that's what can happen mm-hmm. well, uh, once you take psychedelics is the idea that you are going to be shown something that you may not have wanted to be shown. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. When I found out that you were using psychedelics, I I contacted, uh, I think I, I don't remember. I think we had opened a Caring Bridge page which kind of let certain people that we let in know what was going on. Yeah. Uh, and there were many, many people that were concerned about you. So I would share a little bit more on there than into the regular public. But I asked if anyone had any experience with psychedelics, could you please talk to me and tell me what the hell is going on? Because I have no idea. Me that has never even smoked a joint. So uh, luckily, a few of you uh, that might be even listening here, that you were so kind and patient with me and told me what it was like and told me sometimes it's great and sometimes it's horrible and you know it made it not such a black and white kind of thing yeah and then i found out that there are things called integration circles oh yeah and uh luckily people were willing to tell me this stuff they knew you were 15 (laughs) yeah and i was 15 yeah yeah you were 15 when this all went down 15 Holy Yeah, you're 17 shit. and three-fourths right now, just for everybody to know. Um, you're still not a, an adult, but um, yeah, that's 17 strange. and three-fourths seems a lot older than 15. No, it does. <laughs> In my mind, I'm like, I, that's a, it, it felt like yesterday. Uh-huh, that, I bet. Wow. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. But I, I'm, I'm grateful for people willing to talk to me about my 15-year-old using psychedelics. They didn't shame us or... They're like, no, here, um, there were people that did retreats, like ayahuasca kind of retreats, and um, they were spiritual, the kind that you would go to on a retreat, like a spiritual journey kind of thing. Yeah, like a shaman, exactly. And they said there's these things called integration circles, and it was kind of underground. They don't like advertise it to everyone because you're talking about psychedelics, and it's sort of illegal (laughs) to, it's not illegal to have the circle, but it's illegal to to do psychedelics. So it's, it's sort of a tricky deal. So luckily, I find it. I found an integration circle, and I took Joey the first time because I'm like, "Holy shit! I don't know what they're gonna do to my kid." Yeah, they might. Are they just gonna like, bring it out and share it? I don't know. Yeah, but no, it was a great experience. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience, and um, I, I think I like shocked a lot of people when I walked in there because yeah. I was like the youngest. I don't think they kid. think about kids using it. Oh no, they're. There are a lot of kids that there, use it. Not a lot, but um, there are. A, there's a little like enclave of of kids using it. Yeah, those the more hi- adventurous ones, like the hip, the uh, spiritual it? ones, the uh-huh. uh, ones that like tarot cards and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay, the priestesses and that kind of thing, like the, the witches. Yeah. So, yes. Okay, the ones that are really into the woo. 
Yeah. <laughs> the mind, body, and yeah, spirit. Yeah, that makes kind of. sense that those kids would go toward that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, I personally didn't, I wasn't like that the first time I tried it. You were I, just like risk-taking. I was risk-taking. And like, I was like, what else do you got? I, because um, marijuana was in my life for a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was researching psyched, like psychedelics and I was like, it's more potent. So uh, okay, and it shows you colors. What? what? I want to see that. So that's what my my um, perception of it was at the time. But I didn't realize it can show you things yeah. that like can tear your rea- reality completely apart. Wow. And who who did you get it from the first time? The guy I'm not going to disclose you- that. Obviously, you're probably not going to say their name, but the the guy selling you the weed, or no, completely different a whole person. different person. You had to find somebody else that was using it yeah. or selling it, and that was like one person in the whole school. Oh, you got this from school. Yeah. Okay, got it. Oh, the baseball, the baseball um, person introduced you to the person that's yes, do this the psychedelic. Oh, amazing! The things you can learn from school. Yes, school is not only educational for uh, mathematics, but oh, also for drugs. Lordy, lordy, lordy! I had no idea. Oh, uh, it it kind of breaks my heart. Just the 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 things you've gone through. All most of most of the bad stuff you went through all by yourself. Oh yeah, and or with someone that was not in the mental state. To yeah, help to help you, right. So you're dealing with these really huge spiritual issues and opening your eyes to like this, you know, Pandora's box is opened. And I, I, That's how I describe it to most people. I've opened Pandora's box. Yeah, and you, you can't get closed now. You can never close it, no. Wow. So now you haven't been using it. No. And do you feel the craving to, to go on a trip again or... No, because I've learned it's for certain times. Uh-huh. It's only for certain times, and you have to be in a good mindset. Mm-hmm. You can't be in a distressed mindset. You can't have had a death in your life. You can't. You have to be ready and prepared for something like that because it's it, it's very powerful if you let it. Mm-hmm. So, and the way I would do it now would therapeutically would be therapeutically and to understand my own psyche and Mm -hmm. understand my traumas i wouldn't use it just to get effed up Mm -hmm. i would definitely use it to learn because that's what it's here for i think Mm -hmm. is to teach people things so when you're older or when it becomes legal or whatever uh, however it will work out hopefully not when you're still so young but when you're older and wanting to delve deeper into your spirituality or you have already worked you know on certain things to deepen your spirituality then you can see that you would be able to take it again in a more sensible healthy seeking nurturing way yes exactly exactly because i if i were to do it now i still would wouldn't do it the correct way I, i don't think so and you're not in a healthy place. You're still in recovery. And, I'm still in you know, recovery. I'm still struggling with things. I haven't gotten through all my traumas. I mm-hmm. st- well, the thing is, in a in a journey, mm-hmm. um, you're going to experience traumas. Mm-hmm. If that's your intention, mm-hmm. like my, the last time I uh, went on a journey, not too long ago, um, but I went into it with a full on intention about bringing out my traumas. Okay, and, and did you have a guide that time? Yes, I did. Okay. I did have a guide, and I, it was um, very, very um, eye-opening. 
actually mm. experienced that uh, showed me that it's okay. That's what mm. I learned. It, that it's okay. Your life is okay. You're, yeah, like, you're okay. Like I'm okay. That that's just what you. Those type of things come into your head when mm. you're under the influence. Just those okay just a word has so much power behind it when you're mm-hmm. under the influence and that when i hear okay i'm just like a sense of okay okay peace harmony i don't know how to explain it uh-huh. but i just feel better mm-hmm. yeah. that's yeah. when you use it the correct way the correct way uh and i remember there was one time you said that you just felt so much love oh yeah that was um that was actually dmt Oh, okay. DMT did that, uh, and it was actually a really low dose, so I didn't um, black out. Oh, okay. I just went into the. Um, it was more of like a um, uh, psilocybin or um, LSD trip. Yeah, I, I wasn't uh, unconscious, but I was very much tripping. And then when I came back, the idea of that all is one, and one is all is just hit me and mm-hmm. i could i didn't know how to explain it i all i did was hug everyone in the room yeah right. because I, I was like so that explains some of the 1960s behavior yes yes <laughs> all the lovings and uh peace and you know the dancing and the, the sexual stuff yeah I, and i understand sex now because like it i don't know what chemical is released when you're having sex but that is um there's an actual chemical that's released and it's that same connectiveness Mm -hmm. that you can have with someone or yourself Mm -hmm. under the influence of like a psychedelic okay well i can see why people have used these for centuries millennia yes probably since the beginning of time dinosaurs most likely ate them on accident (laughs) and it's made them more open-minded to something Mm -hmm. do you know the stoned ape theory no huh well, that's the theory where like a ape ate a mushroom uh-huh. or like it had a psychedelic and switched it to the made it evolve into the frontal lobe. Oh! Instead of the primate. Otherwise, we'd still brain. be apes. Apes running around. Oh, interesting. So that uh, they somebody I don't know how they would know this, but they think that 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 trip flipped the switch and made the front of our brain grow and yeah. develop oh interesting it's it's a very that's the most basic way of saying it uh-huh. but like this very deep and thought out theory interesting were there any other things that that happened bad to you so these are lovely things that happened good but is there anything else any of the other like things bad that you would like to tell people that to encourage them not to do it i've actually never had a bad trip hmm. um but have I've you ever done anything trips. dangerous when you're on a trip? No. No? Okay. No. No, that's good. Like, like, I was not always, like that other kid did? No, I was always in reality when I, like enough in reality that I knew what I was doing. Okay. I was never like, and, 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 and besides DMT where you can't uh-huh. do anything when you're on it. You're just blocked out. Oh, okay. DMT yeah. just knocks you out for 15 minutes. Yeah. You're gone yeah. Uh, to this world. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and then you're back. No, it's like... You like are really you like because you've just experienced like some insane things, so you you don't know how to speak for a little bit. Oh, kind of hungover, kind of. Not it's like a clean hangover. It's like a really like no, it's it's like the opposite of a hangover. Oh. It's like intense, like you were just born. 
Oh. Because you essentially are just born into this oh. reality again. Okay. Wow. Okay. And why did you decide to stop? Because that you noticed how dangerous it was. It, the, the effect on my mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not saying I would never do it again mm-hmm. because I do understand that there is potential for growth by using those substances. Mm-hmm. Like it, I always should say, in a safe and therapeutic manner. Mm-hmm. And it, I I have concerns because your brain is still forming till you're 25 yeah. and. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. I doubt that you'll wait till you're 25, but I wish you would. <laughs> um, I probably won't being honest, but, um, I don't know with this, in this paradigm that I'm in right now, it feels like I don't need him. Okay. So now you feel like you can live now in this world. Yeah. And you're I'm okay. Very grounded. Okay. Very grounded. Uh, I don't know if you remember, because I was telling you this when you were in the hospital, but I have tried holotropic breath work, yeah. which was uh, developed around the same time as LSD coming out. Um, and EMDR, do you know what EMDR yeah, is? Yeah, EMDR I think you told me about is also that. similar. The, the EMDR and holotropic breath work access kind of the subconscious part of your brain, yes. similar, kind of similarly to psychedelics, I guess. Similar. Um, but it... Uh, I went on kind of a trip. It I saw things that I Were they would vivid? never. Yeah, Very I was vivid. flying over the forest. It was I went through this really dark part, and then it came out. And then I saw you. You were kind of we were kind of floating like angels or something. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. None of it really makes sense, but yeah, but it, it was powerful to you, mm-hmm. and it was different for you, right? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. your first time experience something that know how to explain what you felt but like i know what you mean it helped me understand your trips and it gave me hope that there's a a way holotropic breathwork all you do is breathe really kind of fast kind of hyperventilate yourself and um the way we the way i've tried it is really loud music that kind of takes you on a journey kind of starts at a certain tempo and then it ramps up and it it um yeah, it was it was really pretty incredible. I've done it a couple of times. Wow, wow! Um, I actually would like to um, know more about this. Yeah, you, maybe you not and I experience can try. it because it may may. Uh, it might be too scary. Trigger, yeah, trigger me. I'll put it. I'll put the the holotropic breath that I've used. I'll put it in the notes of our episode. And if anyone wants to look into it, it literally just uses your breath and your mind. Uh, there's no substances involved. That's beautiful mm-hmm. because. Your mind is so powerful yeah. and it can show you things that you didn't know you had in you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There was, uh, when I when you and I were floating around, mm-hmm. I was chasing you like I often have been chasing you. Mm-hmm. And your back was to me. You were going away from me. And you turned back and said, I don't want you to catch me. I want you to follow me. Mm. And I, I'm still not exactly sure what that means, but I think that this might be what this means, that that I'm not trying to grab you and bring you back. Back somewhere. You're supposed to come with me. I'm coming with you on your journey. So standing with you side by side, yeah. right? Walking with you. That's and very, very um, deep in. It was. I was, whew. Luckily they had, after the session, and this was all on Zoom or on the phone. What? Is this before COVID or after COVID? Uh, this had to be before COVID. I think it was before COVID. It was with people around the world at the same time. Whoa. Yeah, it was really awesome. You did I, this at home? Yeah. You could do it 
out in, uh, they used to do it in retreats kind of things. This must have been during COVID because then all of a sudden now there's all these big ones uh, with people around the world. There was like 3,000 people doing it Whoa. together. But you used to go in a room, you'd lay down and you'd hear everybody else breathing yeah. and all that. So I kind of liked it being by myself. I mean, I think I like the, I mean, if I were to do it, I think I would like the group because then you're all like your energies are. Oh all yeah, I there. bet your energy would blend. Yeah. Afterwards, though, they had kind of an integration session. Okay, that's good because after something like that, I would definitely be either traumatized or very un- like wary of what I just witnessed. You know. I was really blown away. I, it made me feel good <laughs> that you that you were there, and that you gave me a very strong directive. It made me feel like okay, somebody somewhere knows what's going on and is helping me. Mm-hmm. And so it gave me a lot of peace. I'm still, it's still sort of a puzzle. I don't want you to catch me. I want you to follow me. Yeah, wow. So it might be something that will make itself more clear as we go along. But yeah. anyway, uh, I've also um, noticed things like even these immersive art things, like there's a Van Gogh exhibit yeah. in town. I wonder if it, it's sort of related to this psychedelic experience where you get immersed in this colorful it could be it could be lights but and a lot of artists i know and people in that industry are they understand that side of reality so that's why they bring it to this reality and they understand it because because <laughs> they've used psychedelics a lot yeah i bet a lot of artwork has been made in psych yes while on actually um there's this i don't no, but there's this one painting that I saw in a museum when I was on it. I saw like a whole nother painting. In really? It. Yeah. It was like you could see what the artist truly intended. Oh, wow. Because when you're under, I've actually painted and stuff on psychedelics and it comes out completely different than you thought when you're like sober. Wow. Yeah. It, wow. It, it's tr- really interesting the mind is amazing really aside from it killing you almost uh you have to kind of marvel it yes oh what can your mind can do with the potential of your brain i i, I do believe that i don't believe that we only use 10 percent of our brain i don't i think that's a myth hmm. because I, I i think maybe not 10 percent, but maybe like 98 percent of it i think we're using because there's still parts that are developing right mm-hmm so mm-hmm. with full amplification with that um, psychedelic is truly something to marvel at mm-hmm. uh, what we can experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that in the past, at different times, you've wanted to go study therapeutic uses of psychedelics and study the science of it. I want to study neuroscience still about the chemicals. The thing is, when you go to that deep atomic level of like compounds and stuff, you start getting into quantum, and that also kind of is a psychedelic thing on its own. Oh, quantum physics? Yeah. Okay, so it can kind of take you down a rabbit trail. And then make you think, not even taking it, but if you just research quantum, you can very much get into that psychedelic realm. Okay. That things are not really what they seem. Yeah, the matrix yeah. again. Exactly. So, it always makes me a little nervous when you say you want to go study that. But I, I know that there's a lot of really good uh, research being done, and it probably would be a little dangerous to live your whole life thinking about psychedelics. I mean, the, at this point, I don't think 
right right now in my head i i i feel like i wouldn't just do it just so i can have access to the drug i would actually research it because mm -hmm. i at this point in my life after having all those experiences i i just want to understand it better in this reality i don't want to be in that reality to experience it okay. because that reality one doesn't really come back to me anymore because how much mm -hmm. i've used it oh do you lose sen uh, sensitivity to it some people do some people don't it's weird huh. yeah but some people actually get stuck in the trip forever oh it can make you crazy yeah it, it permanently puts you into psychosis <gasps> and you don't know why or maybe you've done it a million times and then you take it another time and then it, in your mind gone. you didn't know you took a drug and you're now you think it's now oh what if we're all on a trip? No, no, like <laughs> this is where you start. This is the quantum uh, physics, and then the um, theory that nothing's real. Okay. The simulation. Okay, this is freaking me out a little bit. Okay, so the it's really scary. Yes, and I really don't want you to open that door because it could lead you down some some the same path I was. You know. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, uh, and I wonder how many. Uh, kind of sudden suicides have happened because of psychedelics oh, that you don't even know probably a lot and they're mm -hmm. not documented because well they you can tell if get out of your system in your hair for a little while oh, so, so if you did the an autopsy, autopsy would have that mm. but i don't think that would be documented oh okay so. yeah because sometimes people say my son or whoever killed themselves and there was nothing wrong and they weren't sad about anything but is it possible to OD and die no, on psychedelics? No, like N-bomb, N-bomb. Oh, on N-bomb, that new synthetic... Uh, LSD, yeah. LSD. Which can... That's really the scariest and most beautiful thought at the same time to die on a psychedelic. <laughs> okay. Because you wouldn't know that you're dying. Uh-huh. Uh, so... Yeah, it's like a like quicksand. Like, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, and then you can't get out, and then... Mm -hmm. Wow. So... And there's always a chance that whatever you're taking can be laced with something that could kill you. Except for mushrooms. Oh, yeah. If you get a mushroom out of the forest? Probably. No. You have, to, you have to be like a mycologist. Like you oh. have to know what mushrooms are what because they're obviously... Oh, yeah. They're, you, some you mushrooms will just kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Okay. And well, yeah, be very put careful you into a trip, mushrooms. but they kill you. Wow. Yeah. I knew somebody that took mushrooms for the first time got in a van and crashed into like 10 cars. Killed himself? No, no. Luckily, no one got hurt. And the kid got taken to the hospital instead of shot at. That's good. Because he was How white. Old? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and But thank God. I mean, thank God that he, he was okay, but it was terrifying. How old were you? How old was I? Yeah, when this happened. Oh, this was maybe 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago. Mm -mm. Wow. Yeah, it was really scary. And that was their first time trying mushrooms, which sounds like kind of a fun party drug, right? Like, oh, that's... Yeah, that's what everyone, most kids think. Uh -huh. It's a party drug. But it's a rave drug or something like that. But it's not. It's, but it can affect your brain in a way that is completely unpredictable. It's unpredictable. No, 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 that's the thing about psychedelics. They're unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Like where a benzo, you know you're going to get like cacked out or black out. Uh -huh. And then with opiates, you know you're going to get, in you're going to meet God or whatever they uh -huh. say. Uh -huh. Um marijuana you know most of the time that's that's another thing with uh cannabis actually is that you don't it's, it's not predictable for a lot of people oh that's because it it's, a psychedelic. it's a psychedelic yes. 
So, and I bet some people like that unpredictability of that. Yeah, substance. it's new every time. Like, wee. Yeah. People that like risks or trip. that like um, adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Takes yeah. you on a trip. People like to travel. Yeah. <laughs> you journey to places that you never would see here. Wow. I mean, probably things that you see here and more. Wow. Well, what would you have to say to uh, kids that are interested in trying psychedelics? What would you tell them now? Now I would say don't do it just to get fucked up. That's the worst way to take a psychedelic because that's when you don't know what you're getting into. Research it. Understand it. Understand the tool that you're about to use because it's a tool. It's a very powerful tool which can show you your deepest and uncovered traumas. Mm -hmm. So... Just be very careful, research, test your drug, and make sure you have a trip sitter. Yeah, a trip sitter, we talked about that in another episode, but that's just someone who sits with you and that is sure sober. That's sober, that um, is reassuring you that you are under the influence of a drug. That reminds you, yeah. yeah. And they have to have 12 hours free to yes. just sit and watch you. Six hours for shrooms. Oh, six hours for mushrooms, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a nice person that will be willing to do that. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Wow. Uh, what would you tell parents or uh, other grown-ups to help kids to not get involved or help help them to be safer about? Like I said in the last or two episodes ago, just nurture them. If you know they've already did it, nurture them because it's not something you you should shame them because they're struggling. They're mm-hmm. they're not doing it just because they want to. They're they're numbing out something. There's some reason why they're wanting to get into another world. Yes. I am so glad that I had read Michael Pollan's book. Oh, yeah. Um, because did you read that before you found out? Yeah, yeah. A couple of months before. And I'd heard him oh my. on the What are the, what are the coincidences that know. you... Have... It was a nice alignment, wasn't it? Yeah, because if you've never read that before, you probably would have heated at me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have, I would have not reacted the same way at all. What was Michael Pollan's book called? Uh, How to Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind, right. And now he has another book out with uh, mescaline and caffeine and opium. Yeah. Um, more, this is called This Is Your Mind on Plants. Yes. Um, so uh, Michael Pollan started off as a food writer, but <laughs> I guess he's still, mushrooms are still a food, but yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend his books about about this world. And it helped me understand that these drugs... Um, when used correctly, are really not nearly as dangerous as some other drugs when yes. used correctly. Yeah. And so it gave me a respect for what the drugs can do. And he talks about the history and how millennia, different mm-hmm. cultures have used these substances. Yeah. And then LSD came along and then it became illegal. And then when things Reagan. become illegal, then everybody wants to get it. And then it's underground and then it's laced no with research. things. And, yeah. There's no research. And research got totally cut off when, that, when the war on drugs happened. Yeah. So uh, I highly recommend that book, and I credit that for me not f- completely. Fl- I flipped out a little, but not completely flipping out about psychedelics. Because you still would have had that stigma in your mm-hmm. head that psychedelics are this, the Reagan thing. You know, I thought they would kill you if before I had listened to Michael Pollan's thing. Really, I thought just taking the drug would kill you. What do you mean? I, I thought psychedelics would kill you. Like, you know how, like, if you overdose on um, meth, it kills you. I thought you but could... But overd- just taking it once 
What's that? Oh, oh, oh. Like, I thought taking psychedelics over, would kill you. Like overdosing it. Yeah, I thought, yes. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But you know, you can't, you can't really overdose on psychedelics. Yeah, you can still die from it. Yeah. Like you almost killed yourself and you could, you know, jump off a bridge. So yeah. it's dangerous, very dangerous. And there dangerous. are compounds that are psychedelics that can kill you. But LSD, DMT, mescaline won't kill you, I believe. Yeah, they're, they're uh, yes. So I had that knowledge in my head before, uh, a couple that, months before this hell happened. Yeah, wow. So you knew that it wouldn't kill me. Yeah, that part. I knew that part wasn't, wasn't going to kill you. Yeah. It still was extremely dangerous, but I wasn't like the enemy of psychedelics. Yeah. It helped me realize, well, and you know what? The people that can benefit from therapeutic psychedelics are people who are addicted to things. Exactly. And people who have immense trauma. That's who it's really good for. Yes. So I'm kind of straddling these two worlds well, right now. It's because if I didn't dabble with psychedelics, you would probably be like, and you found out that I was a drug addict that was suffering with trauma, that would be an outlet. But I already touched the psychedelic. I opened Pandora's box before we even could get to that point. Yeah. So it's kind of my fault. For oh. Not, not, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but it's like, I I jumped the gun mm. before we could think about using it therapeutically for me, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, is there anything else you'd like to say about psychedelics that we didn't get to? You don't really know. I can't explain anything under the, like that happens underneath under the influence of psychedelics because it, it's the type of drug where you, I'm not saying you have to experience it, but, you, you you can't explain it in this reality. You had to be there. You had to be there. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, in a way, I feel a little bit disconnected from you in this regard because I, I haven't ever taken a trip. that When I did the breath work, that got me a little bit closer. But it wasn't the genuine. It's did, not the well, same. Well, it's because it could be. It could very much be, but literally just the idea of taking something mm-hmm. to get there yeah. isn't there for you. So Right. That's the only, and you probably didn't get to a point where you like truly felt the um, immense oneness with everything. No, I didn't get that far. Okay, so yeah, so um, but I that's the only I do feel disconnected still with a lot of people who haven't taken psychedelics because they don't understand what we've gone through mm-hmm. and what how reality is for us now. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. my reality is not the same mm-hmm. as it I was. Changes you, huh? Yeah, it changes you. I. I don't know what I'm like compared to what I was. <laughs> you never know now, right? I you can't never. go backwards. Yeah, so once you walk through these doors... You can never go back. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I am... Um, any drug, really. You yeah, can never right. go any back. Drug, any drug, yeah, any new thing you try, you can't go back to never having tried that. You, you've opened the door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm super glad that you didn't uh, kill yourself in any of the times I'm s- you... I'm so glad did. I didn't I'm glad either. that kid didn't kill you and... I'm so glad that you survived all of your trips and are um, able to talk with people to help you integrate the trips into your current reality. That's the thing with me. I don't know if I did survive any of my trips. <laughs> oh, like, God. I, like, this could have been a parallel universe that I did die and then th- uh-huh. this is heaven. Or it could be hell. Or I did 
survive and this is just reality i don't know where i'm at though what do you tell yourself so you can just live in this oh, reality just say it's too much to handle <laughs> it's just too much to think about like just block that part out just like okay whatever i'm here yeah you just have to live in the present after i've after i've done i've been on hundreds of trips so i i know that reality oh yeah, like to okay. a point that i like could probably just close my eyes and go there It'd be like someone that has like a annual pass to Disneyland. They know everything about Disneyland. <laughs> they, they know like what flower is. Like, yeah, yeah. What, like what? Yeah. But that's that's me. I I don't. I broke my reality. Mm. But I'm I'm lucky enough to have enough touch with reality that mm-hmm. I can still get around this reality instead of going into complete psychosis. Because mm-hmm. I I know I I'm not 100 percent here. Mm. as i would have been Mm. like Mm -hmm. two years ago Mm -hmm. so yeah well i'm glad you're getting the support you need around it and uh that i'm glad you're able to talk about it to our listeners oh yeah and i i want them to understand what's going through my head and i don't want them to uh, get an idea that like i'm crazy or something but it's just that i want them to hear what it sounds like from this point of view of after Mm -hmm someone's experienced it what their mind is thinking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how they process things mm-hmm. so that's what my whole thing is is to show them and give them the knowledge of what i know mm-hmm. and what you know and everything that you say to them what is going to give them information about that mm-hmm. so yeah okay is there anything else no, I don't think so. I, I think I'm uh, drained on everything psychedelics, really. I think we got through it all. Our next episode next week is going to be about alcohol. And not Joey's favorite, but he's had experience with it. And, uh, you know, most of the world has had experience with alcohol. Yeah. We're going to talk next week about how kids are using it and um, th- some things to watch out for. Yep. Okay, thank you, Anne. Stay, Stay safe. safe.